podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. A slightly later than usual episode for this week, but with the postponements and changes to the fixture list through the course of this week, we thought we'd sort of wait until this point when we've got something to reflect on from the meetings this week and also look ahead to some big fixtures coming up over the remaining few days as we get to the back end of the British Speedway season. So we'll have some reaction from the Premiership pairs on Thursday night at Bellevue. We'll hear from the Ipswich team boss, Chris Louie. Uh, we'll also hear from Brady Kurtz, the victorious Bellevue Aces captain, after the Aces clinched round five for themselves in the Premiership pairs. And reaction from the Championship Grand Final as well, which is set to be resolved this weekend at Leicester. And it is the Pool Pirates who take a slender advantage into that second leg. We'll hear from Pools Richard Lawson and Danny King, plus from Leicester, Connor Mountain. And we'll hear from uh, Richie Worrell too, and the Pool Pirates team manager, Neil Middleditch. That and much more to come on No breaks no fear no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast and we'll start at the national speedway stadium where bellevue made a triumphant homecoming after their league title success by winning the fifth round of the premiership pairs the aces who were represented by brady kurtz mate zagar and rising star tom brennan defeated series leaders ipswich with a 7-2 in the final the result means the manchester side could still mathematically win the competition in monday's finale at leicester but the witches are 12 points ahead and therefore they would need to finish last with the aces winning the meeting to leave the overall scores tied there was a dramatic finish as well to the semi-final when peterborough's chris harris crashed on the last bend and with that incident sending Ipswich into the final. There was, however, a spot of controversy in the closing stages in who would face Ipswich in the semi-final race-off. Three teams on 20 points, Peterborough, Sheffield and Wolverhampton, but uh, who would make it through? It was decided via a ballot that Peterborough would be the team to take their place in that semi-final race-off. However, the SCB, the Speedway Control Bureau, have moved to apologise to Wolves following that decision, admitting an error was made in the calculation of the results of the semi-finals, where on the countback system, Wolves should have qualified for the race-off. Three teams tied on 20 points. However, the SCB regulations state that if more than a two-way tie the team with the highest scoring heat results will qualify. Under this regulation between the three tied teams, Wolverhampton, Peterborough and Sheffield, this meant that Sheffield finished in fifth position, having not scored any 6-3 results in their favour, whereas both Wolverhampton and Peterborough had one race each with a 6-3 advantage. Wolverhampton and Peterborough also had one race each of a 5-4 advantage. Thereafter, Wolverhampton had one race with a score of 4-5, whereas Peterborough had other three races where the scores were 3-6, meaning that Wolverhampton should have qualified with the higher scoring heat results. Managed to keep up with that? Good, me too. OK, so uh, the fifth round finishing positions have been adjusted. Bellevue were the winners, and they claim 12 points. Second place were Ipswich on eight. Third place, officially, Wolverhampton on six points. Uh, fourth place, with four points awarded to them, Peterborough. Fifth place, Sheffield with two, and Kingslin scoring zero points at the National Speedway Stadium. So the overall standings after round five, it leaves Ipswich on 46 points. Bellevue Ace is now second 
second in the uh, Premiership Pairs tournament on 34. And as we mentioned, if Ipswich were to finish last and Bellevue were to finish first, that would level things up. Sheffield 26, Kingsland 26, Wolverhampton 16 and Peterborough on 12 points. So those are the standings. Ipswich then were one heat away from wrapping up the Premiership Pairs tournament. As it is, they're going to have to ride again on Monday at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena. Let's hear from the Ipswich team promoter, Chris Louie, talking to Lee Kilby and Paul Bowen from BSN. Disappointing, but another good performance from your boys in this competition. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it, you know, it wasn't disappointing really. Bellevue, you know, that, that pairing round here, a pretty, Special. Pretty, pretty formidable. And we got a bit of luck in the semi final, of course, with Bomber crashing, so obviously, um, you know, we hope he's okay. But uh, no, it's a, a solid performance. You know, we, we've we've got a decent lead. Um, we're taking that now into uh, the same lead, I believe. Different team chasing, but yeah, um, into yeah. the last one. So, no, I can't fault the lads. Gave everything all night. Yeah, that's brilliant. And and Jason just just absolutely leads by example, doesn't he? He doesn't like losing very much, but he absolutely leads by example when he's out front. I did have that conversation with Eric going into. I think it was his third ride. I said, mate. Need points from you because you're going to upset Doyle. You yeah. don't want to do that. So, uh, and, and he started making one or two starts for, for a bit there in the middle. But no, he, yeah, he's a winner. He wants to win. He, he races to win. And um, you know, and he's a team man. He, he, he said Eric could have whatever gate he wanted all night. We, we kind of stuck with the format with Eric on the inside. And you know, for the better part, it worked. And we ended up in the final. So it's good. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I say, you've still got second place. You're going in. There's a 12 point different now. We, we said before, Bellevue have to win. You have to come dead last. Must give you a bit of confidence for the last round, knowing it, it's easily achievable. Just turn up. Well, the, the, the way our, our season's gone, that's probably what will happen, and we'll have to have a race off, which we'll win. So, you know, no, I mean, yeah, the lads, you know, it's, it's, it's a comfortable position to be in, but, you know, this is a competitive um, lineup. The first round, I think we were second from bottom, so it can happen. So we've got to go there, um, you know, fully knowing that the lads are going to have to give 100%. Talk to me about the, the Peterborough and everything choose-off. Did you think that was the right decision, picking out of a hat, or would you like to see a race-off? Uh, no, well, well, you know, it was sort of a little bit unprecedented, and, and, and there was a sort of a format for it, but it didn't really split them. It brought it down to two, and you know, when we saw that, um, all three teams agreed that the, the fairest thing that they wanted to do and the riders wanted to do was go out and entertain and put a race on. So disappointing in the end to come down to a ballot, but that's what happened. But I think sometimes you have to get that scenario to know next time. Let's put a right in the in the they're in the rules. Let's have a race off in there for it. Sometimes you can't you can't foresee that, can you? No, you can't, and, and that's unfortunate. At the end of the day, we're in the entertainment business, and um, I would have liked to have seen them race. You know, three men, one winner into the semis. Far more entertaining than a ballot. <laughs> Absolutely, I wasn't entertained by that at all. I don't think any of us were, Chris. If I'm honest. But well done tonight, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And give Doyley and, uh, and Eric a pat on the back. And Anders, because he, uh, he did, yeah, yeah, he had, he had he did his job. Absolutely. It's rare that we get to a situation in a meeting where a ballot is required to decide something, but it is the only thing that's in the rule book. And the thing with, with the rules is uh, you can't go inventing rules mid-meeting, as, as we saw in, in the British final. And uh, I'm sure these things will be reviewed in the, in the off-season for next year. For the Bellevue Aces, though, well, it was a celebration for them of the Premiership Trophy being paraded round in front of the fans at the National Speedway Stadium before the pairs event, and then back on the podium again to lift another trophy, having won round five of the Premiership pairs in front of their home crowd. Only the second team to do that in the Premiership pairs this year, Ipswich being the 
other team to do that at Foxhall and uh, Bellevue rewarding their fans who turned out uh, on Thursday night with a bit more silverware as well. Let's hear from the winning team captain Brady Kurtz with Ryan Guest. Well, Bellevue skipper Brady Kurtz, a great way to round the season off here at the National Speedway Stadium with victory in round five of the Premiership pairs. Your thoughts on tonight's meeting? Yeah, it was, was really good. We finally got a win. We've been in a few finals, but uh, yeah, it was nice to get a win and obviously it was nice to come to Bellevue and have our moment after the final and to get another win was, was cool to finish off the year here and uh, yeah we can we can say only be happy with it really. Yeah a lot of pressure in that final as well obviously Ipswich had got Doyle who'd been, who'd been going well here tonight and um, a win would have wrapped it up for Ipswich but by you taking that uh, 7-2 in the final takes things down to the last round at Leicester on Monday now. Yeah Doyle is always a tough customer here that's, that's for sure and uh, yeah he gave it to us a little bit in the final but me and Maddie managed to managed to hang on and uh, yeah once we got made it through the first lap we were we were all settled in and uh, yeah got the win. Yeah Ipswich need to finish last on Monday for, for yourselves to, to have a chance but nevertheless uh, the boys will be going there to, to Leicester and giving it the rule. It's all possible. There you go Brady we'll congratulations. You know, there's definitely an air of confidence around the National Speedway Stadium these days. They've got that 29 year thing off their back and well, they've won another trophy uh, again this week uh, at uh, the National Speedway Stadium, winning round five of the Premiership pairs, and they could yet claim the whole tournament. It could take it down to a head-to-head if Ipswich were to finish last. You know, stranger things have happened, and uh, Bellevue needs to win that round at Leicester. That'll be on Monday, so if you're in the area, get yourself down for some top-class speedway, the final round of the Premiership pairs at the Paul Chapman & Sons Arena. Prior to that, though, we've got more action at Leicester because on Saturday night, it's the second leg of the Championship League Grand Final. The Leicester Lions versus the Pool Pirates. We had the first leg on Wednesday night at Pool Stadium and it's the Pirates who take a slender lead to the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena. Now, um, it's going to be very, very close, of course, this one. An eight-point lead. Is it enough for the Pool Pirates? Well, we'll discuss that with uh, team boss Neil Middleditch. We'll also hear from uh, Connor Mountain of the Leicester Lions. We'll hear from Danny King, from Richard Lawson, and from Richie Worrell as well in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. Turning our attention now to the championship and the Pool Pirates lead the championship grand final 49-41 at the halfway stage after a dramatic first leg on Wednesday, which saw opponents Leicester race into an early 10-point lead. The Pirates were under serious pressure on their home circuit when they trailed 16-26 after seven races, but they dominated the second half of the meeting and outscored the Lions by 10 points over the last three races to build an advantage. Richard Lawson got 12 and led the way with four wins, and reserve Zach Cook made another important contribution with 10 plus one bonus. For Leicester, guest Scott Nichols top scored with nine plus two, with the Lions being without regular team boss Stuart Dixon, who'd been admitted to hospital on the Tuesday evening with chest pains, although he was released on Wednesday. In a few moments, we'll hear from Neil Middleditch and from Richie Worrell and get their thoughts at this halfway stage. But uh, first of all, I caught up with Richard Lawson in the pits after his performance there. Top scoring for the Pirates, 12 points for him. But um, even by Richard Lawson's standards, it wasn't a perfect evening. And um, the Pirates as a whole didn't have it their own way in the early stages. Uh, we struggled early on. Um, a couple of us had a couple of mechanicals, you know, we're having a bit of a nightmare in the pits. But, you know, a testament to the team, everyone just mucked in and, you know, stepped up. We never dropped our heads. Um, and, you know, banged in them 5-1s towards the end. And uh, to come away 8-up, we're, we're chuffed to bits and uh, full of confidence to take that 
to Leicester on Saturday. And 10 down at one point, as you say, to come out eight up. I mean, those five ones, those rapid five ones, just turn things around in the space. What was it, three three heats or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And uh, like, not to forget, like, we were on a five-one when Ben lost his chain, and uh, obviously Danny had his difficulties in heat one. So, um, you know. We're actually thinking we should have won it by more, but uh, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll take that eight-point lead and uh, we go we go to Leicester with confidence. And and for you as well, I mean, your second ride it was un- uncharacteristic, really. It's very rare to see you in fourth place in a heat at Pool Stadium. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> How was the view? <laughs> not good. I'm not liking that one. Um, yeah, I, I was struggling out at the start on my, on my first bike. Um, just it wasn't pulling as well to the first corner. I got buried, and then I was just eating roost for, for four laps. I was, I was trying, but uh, couldn't 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 make ends ends meet really. But uh, swap bikes, and then after that, it was uh, three good victories, and um, you know we had plenty of speed after that. And the track, obviously, a little bit heavier. I think one or two people were struggling. You maybe lost your a bit of your home advantage, perhaps this evening. Maybe just the the weather conditions and the moisture in the air and on the track. Yeah, there is always that. You know, as a home rider, you know any team would. When the conditions are bad, you go there with what you've been riding each week with that mentality and um, sometimes it can go against you so uh, you know we'll, we'll take that also to Leicester on Saturday you know the forecast ain't that great there's been a lot of uh, water so I don't think the track's going to be perfect so um, hopefully we can hit them hard early on and um, you know if it goes down to the wire it goes down to the wire but nobody wants that yeah and, and that eight point lead of course you, the home advantage obviously was, was something that you were hoping to, to capitalize on and maybe you haven't done that quite so much you have got a lead yep. so what is the plan for Leicester then because obviously it can be a, a tricky place to head it can be uh, we've been there obviously twice this year and um, we, we've only lost by two or four points so uh, and I know each rider dropped points that we shouldn't have in them meeting so if we all turn up on our A game we're, we're going to go there and, and give it our all to try and just win the meeting outright and uh, and that's what we'll, we'll forget about the lead and just take each race as it comes and, and, and see where we end up and some great help in the pits for the boys tonight. Celebrity help, like pro celebrity mechanics with uh, Brady Kurtz and Jack Holder and Chris Holder knocking around as well. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, it's like royalty here. You don't get that. You don't get that many places. And um, you know, they're a good bunch of guys. You know, like I said, yeah, they were helping out. Not, not just the Cook brothers, but you know, coming up. Chris came over to me before 8:15 and just give me a, a couple of words. And you know, it's nice. You know, it gives you that boost. And uh, yeah, it's uh, such a great place here at Pool. Great, great people and uh, great sport. And of course, it was a, a decision for you to make last year about joining the Pirates, and obviously, from what you just said, you must be glad that you made that choice. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Thank myself, lucky. You know, that is just it's worked out brilliant, and found a good home. And um, you know, you know, just every single meeting I've been here, it's been it's been amazing. Um, just can't thank everyone enough. Yeah, it sort of seems like Richard Lawson has been at the Pool Pirates for years. Uh, but he's uh, fitted right in there this season and uh, a firm fan's favourite at Pool Stadium. Let's hear from one of his opposite numbers in this grand final then, Richie Worrell. Uh, now, Richie has been speaking to BSN and uh, reflecting on how things went because with Leicester having that big 10-point lead at one point, you're thinking, wow, this is going to be a tough night for the Pool Pirates. The Pool Pirates battling back into it. How do the Leicester Lions feel? They would have taken eight points at the start of the meeting because they said as much, but when you've had a 10-point lead and lost it, are you still feeling that way? Here's Richie Worrell with Lee Kilby. Yeah, my tie's been taken away from me, yeah. Um, but hey, you know, what, what, what are we up? We've got eight, you know, so eight, eight, sorry, eight down. It's doable, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, last time they came, there was only two shy, but, you know, two behind us. But it's our track, and... Uh, 
I think they'd have had a good day and we had a bad one. So, yeah, uh, it's definitely doable. It definitely makes the second leg exciting anyway. No, it's not like it was last time. No, absolutely not. Exactly. No. So, right. uh, yeah, let's roll on Saturday. Yeah, that's good. And, you, you, you know, Scott's coming and done a, stand, a good job for, for, for Carl. Top scored. Absolutely. Yeah, top scored at 10 and 1. So, yeah, it's Scott Scott, I think, you know, he's, he is uh, he's an excellent rider. Um, excels around here, he really does. So, uh, yeah, thanks for him coming in and... Uh, I think he's back with us on Saturday as well. Yeah, good. I think you should take a lot from that. Personally, you know, I think that's a great result for you guys. It's only half-time. You've got everything to play for when you go back there. Midlow will say different in a minute. Uh, yeah, we'll get deal. He'll, he'll obviously disagree with us. He'll be on the Jack and Coke in a bit, celebrating. <laughs> oh, he's already on it. Oh, my God. Uh, you, you obviously, you've, you've shown that Paul, who are the reigning champions, let's, let's be honest about that, but you've shown that. You've spooked them a little bit here tonight, I think, Richie. Well, like I said earlier on, you know, when, when the track was catching them out and uh, you know obviously it's, it's we're not familiar with with, with this place so it, it kind of you know it's, it's it's not what they expect basically so it, it suited us a little bit early on and then you know they slowly kept chipping away you know I just heard Richard saying then he had a bike problem early on and so did Steve you know once Steve sorted it he got going or once the track probably got rideable he got going um, <laughs> Danny buried himself in the fence and I was just looking there you know it's pretty even Stevens across yeah, the board you yeah, know yeah. we had we had one guy one guy get one point and so did they you know so um, good, 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 good return from Connor Mountain for you guys tonight. Five and a bonus. He's had a riding strong number finish. Two, yeah, so he's, strong finish yeah. at the end, the end of the season. Sheffield on with us. Yeah, he's riding really well, Connor. Um, yeah, like I said, across the board there, it's pretty even. Stevens. It's hard to to say. Well, it didn't really go wrong anyway. Um, we had a couple of couple of races. Obviously, we you know we well we have got a. a a number two really at, at number five yeah, yeah. you know it has, yeah, it has yeah. weakened us a bit so we know we've got a couple of races where you know he's going to be he's going to be out of his comfort zone a little bit and he's going to struggle so we've got to kind of look across the program especially for Saturday and go right we're going to lose it there but hopefully we make it there you know because me and Scott as a three and a four pair and you are pretty strong that's quite a strong power yeah power engine I, you know, room, on really paper we're, we're stronger than Stephen Drew so um, that's probably where that's evened itself out a little bit yeah. but it, you know it is a hard Hard job being a team manager. I wouldn't like to do it myself. Well, I think you can walk away from this head held high. I know you're a little bit down at the minute, but absolutely no no reason to be. And uh, we wish you all the best yeah. in, the, in the second leg, and we'll see you on uh, see you on Saturday. We will. Weather, right. weather permitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't that. Thank you, Richie, Richie Well done. Thank you very much indeed. Let's uh, the, Let's the riders, the uh, the pool pirates are all out in the centre green. But here he is. You can smile a little yeah. bit now. You've got an eight point cushion. Is is it enough? I said I'd like 10, 10 or more. I mean, eight, eight, it's, 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 it's hold on to it. You know, we can, we can hold on to that. I mean, if we ride like we rode tonight uh, in the latter part of the meeting when, the, you know, I had a chat with the boys halfway through and I said we had five... Was it, was it a chat or was it yeah, a, more yeah, than a chat? Yeah, yeah, I don't think you could probably broadcast it. <laughs> but no, I said we've got five heats. I said we've got to get what the, that's most many points as we possibly can out of the last five heats. And, and the boys were absolutely fantastic. I mean, it was uh, better than I expected, if I'm, if I'm perfectly honest. But uh, yeah, absolutely outstanding uh, comeback from the boys. There were a couple of incidents really that were quite uncharacteristic of, of what we've been used to seeing on BSN here when we've been to Paul. Danny King coming off in heat one yeah. and, and Ben Cook slipping a chain or yeah. a chain link breaking. Yeah, that's right. I mean, these things happen, don't they? I mean, you know, Benny was in front, which is even worse. These things never happen when you're yeah. in last place, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he wasn't too happy to say the least. But but yeah, that's speedway, isn't it? I mean, things can, ha things can happen and, and, and they do happen. And um, But say eight, eight points is, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased, if I'm perfectly honest. And a big, a big shout out, I think, for Zach tonight at Reserve. Phenomenal. 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely amazing. I mean, Zach and Ben have been a key factor to us fighting back this season. I mean, they're, they're the engine woman. They're doing over and above their jobs. And, uh, yeah, absolutely outstanding tonight. Zach's great pick crew, Chris Holder. Yeah, yeah Zach, doesn't get Jack better. Holder, Chris Holder, Jack Holder and Brady Kurtz. <laughs> so it's not a bad pick crew now, is it? Yeah. So And that, was, that really helped, you know, because, I mean, they, they could see a lot of things and they told Zach where to ride the track and, and, and he listened. Yeah, absolutely. You can't get a better pit crew than that. And having those guys around who all know this track so well. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And, and they, they, were, they were a big, big thank you to those boys, to be fair. You know, it really, really was good to have them because, you know, I said to the boys, do not let your heads drop. You know, they were all walking around a little bit. I said, do not let your heads drop. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, we, we got this. We're the Pirates. We've been here before. We can do this. Yeah. And with those boys, once a pirate, always a pirate, I suppose. Absolutely right. I mean, you know, you put the skull and crossbones on and, and, and it seemed to bring the best out in everybody. But tonight was, as I say, was a, from 10 points down, it was, it was looking pretty grim. Wonderful end. Wonderful yeah, end. Yeah, absolutely. Great yeah, stuff. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, we might have a fairy tale ending. Who knows? We've certainly got a cracking meeting lined up, haven't we, on Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I know they've had a lot of problems with the track at uh, Leicester with, with the weather, obviously, yeah. which, which we've all been experiencing. Um, hopefully they can get a good race surface back. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a humdinger, that's for sure. It certainly is, and there's Neil Middleditch. Let's have a look forward to it now with one of the Leicester riders, Connor Mountain, who's had a great season, and particularly the, the second half of the season. You've really been able to see his development, both with Leicester and with Sheffield as well, as uh, Richie Worrell talked about in his little chat that we just heard there too. Um, let's hear from Connor Mountain now, who's been looking ahead to the second leg, Saturday night at the full Chapman and Sons Arena with Ryan Guest. Well, Connor Mountain, the first leg of the Championship Grand Final at uh, Wimborne Road on Wednesday night was certainly uh, an event for one um, the Lions obviously would have uh, been uh, been hoping to be leading um, obviously just uh, fell away in the end yeah it did um, yeah I think we put in a good shift though um, you know obviously uh, Paul are a great side at home and um, yeah to come away only eight down is uh, it's not a terrible result um, obviously we were 10 up at one point so it would have been nice to come away with a win but um, I think eight's definitely achievable I was going to say it's certainly a, a bittersweet emotion because like you say you, you took some really early control in that one and um, that, that might have surprised everyone because like you say Paul have been dominant in recent months there yeah that's it um, obviously we, uh, we have won there this year and um, we have had a disaster there this year so we, uh, we yeah we knew we need to get off to a good start and um, you know try to get um, our confidence up and uh, knock them down a bit um, and we did that but um, yeah obviously they come back uh, pretty strong towards the end so yeah it's, uh, like I say eight points um, down uh, it's not terrible going into the home leg and I definitely think that's achievable yeah Stuart Dixon will come on to him shortly his own personal situation but he, he made the, the brave decision to, to switch the ride in order for the first time after uh, what happened at Wimborne Road when you were beaten Everly last time uh, putting the, the Thompson twins out in a couple of races and, and stacking it in the middle with, with Richie and Scotty as well do, do you think that paid off overall when you look back at the races yeah, I think, um, yeah, Joe and Dan both picked up some valuable points. And, um, yeah, obviously, Scotty and Richie, that's a, that's a good pair in, um, you know, in any race. So, yeah, probably it was a good thing. And, um, yeah, I think Scotty and uh, Richie got a 5-1 in their first race, definitely. So, um, yeah, obviously, that was a strong pair. And, and uh, yeah, obviously, we, we was without Stuart, but Gary come in and uh, he done a good job as well. So, um, yeah, thanks to him for that. And, um, yeah, like I say, yeah. Uh, we just uh, push on for the home leg now. I think it's important we, we talk about Stuart as well because he really does dedicate so many of his hours uh, away from actual race nights to, to getting so much done at Leicester behind the scenes, on the track, um, all sorts of things going on at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena. And these, these nights are kind of what, what Stuart does it all for as well. So for, for him to be missing is, is absolutely gutting, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Obviously, uh yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate and um, he yeah, put so much effort in all year and, you know, like he's doing the track, he's travelling around the country and, um, yeah, obviously he wants to win. That's a, it's the most important uh, 
fixture of the season so obviously for him to miss that is uh gutting for us all but um yeah i think that's perhaps a bit of motivation for us as well we we knew um obviously we was without him and uh he'd be watching so we we need to put a strong performance in for him yeah nicely poised is a an old cliche saying when it comes to uh, two-legged affairs but uh, like you say i think with the, the eight point gap knowing how paul have been riding at uh, at leicester in their previous visits as well uh, I, I, I think that basically is the right cliche to use yeah that's it you know it's going to be tough um going to be tough but you know we, we know we're strong at home and um we can we can get the job done so yeah we'll have to be on our on our a game for sure um but yeah we're looking forward to it and for yourself obviously came so so close with with sheffield to almost turning it around so extra determination and motivation for yourself on that front yeah we don't want two silver medals that's for sure and <laughs> no, it'd be nice to get a gold um yeah we've done it before in uh, with leicester so um yeah i know i know it's like to win and um and how gutter it is to be so close to, and to lose it in the last leg so yeah, it's uh, definitely looking forward to Saturday. It sets itself up perfectly, doesn't it? An advantage of eight points to the reigning champions, the Pool Pirates, up against the 2019 winners, the Leicester Lions. And uh, Connor Mountain will be involved in that. Pool Pirates this season, though, have made no team changes at all. It's a very, very rare that you would say that in Speedway. Usually, you know, injury or something like that, at least, would, uh, would intervene somewhere. Uh, some amazing stats on um, Pool Pirates on the way in just a sec. First of all, let's hear from Danny King on the solidity of the Pool Pirates team and retaining their original 1-7 to seven throughout. Yeah, and I think that's good, you know. It's um, it's a shame when you have to start chopping and changing, but, you know, we I feel we deserve to be here with this team we had in March, and, and here we are. So um, it, it proved it. I was right and everyone else was right, and um, it would just be nice to go, go all the way now, yeah. Yeah. Um... You stepped up as captain and then drew one of your spare engines. Um, is it is it about how the engine is set up or Cause it, yeah. fast engine, fast engine? But it's how it's set up, really. Yeah, it's. Um, I just know obviously what works for me, and I've got a lot more experience. And Drew was in a bit of a place where he wasn't confident on his equipment, so um, that's what you do as a captain, isn't it? I uh, I said, look, I've got a couple of engines. They're all good. Uh, I ride them all. Take one for the final. So that's where we're at. <laughs> So some great team spirit there, as you can hear from uh, the Pool Pirates and the Leicester Lions as well, who are already a well-galvanised team, but particularly with the illness to uh, Stuart Dixon. It's really um, focused the uh, the boys' minds on that and doing it for, for Stuart, definitely. Now, thanks to a man called Clive T, who got in touch, and he's been a contributor to the Pool programme in, in years gone by. And um, a bit of a Pool Pirates statistician and um, some great stats here. We're talking about... Pool keeping that same team together throughout the season. But listen to this, right? The Pool Pirates in 24 Championship League matches to date, uh, and that includes the home match versus Newcastle and all of the playoff matches, home and away, Pool have only used one guest in the league, and that's Dylan Rummel for Drew Kemp at Glasgow on the 20th of May. That's the only time they've used a guest in the league. Now, they have used a guest and ride replacement in a Jubilee League match, which was on the 29th of July, um, versus Birmingham at home at Poole. That's the only time they've used rider replacement and the only time that they've used another guest. <laughs> which is incredible to think that through the league season, the Poole Pirates have not used rider replacement in any match. All three Heat leaders and the Cook brothers have ridden every single meeting. In 36 matches in all competitions, Poole have only failed to reach 42 points on two occasions. And that was at Plymouth on the 3rd of May, where they got 37 points, and at Edinburgh on the 8th of July, where they got 41 points, both in the league. And since returning to the Championship in 2021, Poole have visited Leicester five times, 
never scored less than 41 points, averaging 45 in two wins, three defeats, the best record of any visiting team with nobody else having won there in that time. So it sets itself up nicely because if Pool Pirates were to get their worst score or match their worst score of getting 41 points, that would leave the entire championship grand final down to some kind of race-off to decide the entire thing. It's going to be that close. It all sets itself up perfectly for Saturday night. Don't miss it, folks. Get yourself down there in person. It's going to be a tremendous evening of Speedway. It will be live on BSN as well for the Pool Pirates visiting the Leicester Lions, the reigning champions. Can they retain the title? We'll find out on Saturday night. Okay, coming up in the next part then, we're going to hear from one rider who's already secured his future in British Speedway. That's Frederick Jakobsen with the Kingsland Stars. We'll hear from him in just a moment on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. Some uh, news coming out at the back end of this week uh, regarding Edinburgh Monarchs. And uh, we need to share this with you. We've got no interviews to bring you or any further information. But the Edinburgh Monarchs are set to race on in 2023, despite the impending sale of Armadale Stadium. Now, with their future at the venue highly uncertain, the club staged their farewell event earlier this month, but uh, retained hope that if the stadium owners couldn't complete the sale at the present time, that Speedway could be given a temporary reprieve. And that's exactly what's happened. Um, Co-promoter John Campbell said that we've been in contact with the stadium owners throughout the past two months as they work to clarify their current position on the sale of the stadium. Word reached us on Tuesday that they are now in a position to make the stadium available for Speedway in 2023. Informal discussions have continued since then, and we've reached an agreement in principle for the Monarchs to remain at Armadale Stadium in 2023. This is still subject to the formalisation of this agreement and confirmation of final details, which we will continue to work on in the days ahead. However, we have an excellent relationship with the Cochrane family and believe that this will conclude positively. So great news for not just for British Speedway, for Scottish Speedway, but of course for Edinburgh fans as well. Everybody benefits here because the Edinburgh name, the Edinburgh Monarchs team, you know, they've been around for almost 100 years now, one of the longest running sides on and off through uh, British Speedway's history and that rivalry with Glasgow of course is key to to that area as well uh, Armadale being not far really from from Glasgow as as things go it's it's, it's sort of on that uh, very much the the western side of Edinburgh in between Edinburgh and Glasgow really on the just off the M8 and um so a great rivalry there and and everybody loves seeing the Edinburgh Monarchs visit because they always put together a a strong team so we'll wake further information I'm sure there'll be news on riders to come hopefully uh, in the the coming weeks and months at the Edinburgh Monarchs but um to have Edinburgh set to race on in 2023 is uh, indeed terrific news. Well, Edinburgh are not the only club looking ahead to 2023. All clubs are, and we're starting to hear one or two names coming out now of riders who will be joining us in British Speedway in 2023. And one of those is Frederick Jakobsen, who's been unveiled as the Kingsland Stars' first signing for 2023. The Miners and Brady Stars snapped up the Dane on a bargain average of 5.04 at the start of August. And despite making the impression, he's going to begin the new campaign on the same figure. And right 
fine guest has been for a chat with Frederick Jakobsen, the Kings Lynn new signing for 2023. Well, Frederick, obviously you've had a, a couple of uh, months with Kings Lynn, a couple of months back in British Speedway. Um, was it an easy decision when the Kings Lynn management asked you to come back on board for next year? Uh, well, yeah, it, it sort of was. After I got all the surroundings sort of say settle in, you know, with the Polish rules allowing it and and continue with my team here for next year. So, uh, so yeah, after all that was uh, sorted, it was an easy decision as uh, I've been feeling very good and uh, very good taken care of by the Kingsland management and, and club. So uh, this was an easy decision for me, yeah. Yeah, in the meetings you have had for Kingsland as well, has it, has it surprised you how well you've settled back into British Speedway, a, a whole host of double-figure scores? Yeah, it's been good. I think it's only one meeting with not double figures, but I don't say I've been... You know, of course, I expect myself to do good, but I know it's it's a different scene here of racing. It's because it's sort of like each country and each league has its own rules. That's Poland is one sort of racing, England another, Denmark another. It's always like that. So I knew it was going to take me some time to settle in, but uh, sorted my engines out pretty quickly after the first two, three meetings, and it's uh, been going good since then. Yeah, when you came into British Speedway for the very first time, the back end of 2018, with Paul helped them win the league. It's, it's always been something you, you've wanted to come back and, and do on a more permanent basis and, and now you've got that chance. Yeah, yeah, I, it's what I wanted to. Uh, I did, yeah, from July and on with Poole then and uh, was meant to have a go in the full 2019 season but some problems occurred just just before the season started which didn't make it happen and, uh, yeah, then I put my focus ev- anywhere else. Um, so now it's an opportunity gave it when my when Poole's season stopped and I could, could make it here and... Uh, I think both from the Kingsland management and me, we saw it like an in investment for the future as well because I know I wanted to stay here for, for at least next year as well. So uh, that was the plan for, for it and uh, happy to see they think like this as well. Yeah, certainly uh, many different tracks in British Speedway as well. Is that one of the reasons you, you want to do a full season over here? Yeah, it is. It is. It's, uh, as I said before, it's way different racing here as it is everywhere else. But, you know, each country has its own. But... England has been treating me pretty good. It helps me stay sharp on my racing all the time. I've only done probably around 30 meetings this year until August, like mid-August when I started for the Kings Lynn. So it's not a lot of meetings because when I only can do the Polish League and Danish League with the Exeter League, it sort of limits the meetings I can do in a year. So I want to do a bit more. And when the opportunity arrived now, I, yeah, grabbed it straight away. You've mentioned the management of Kings Lynn as well. Uh, they've made you feel welcome since you came in, how much they actually chased you to, to get you in the first place. And particularly Alex Brady is a, a new young team manager and, and certainly wants uh, Kings Lynn to, to rise up the league now. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think he has a different view on things than, uh, than some other one and want to invest in, in it in a different way. And uh, I'm pleased to, to see his eagerness to, to do or to do everything for the club to do good and, and for the team. So uh, that's something I wanted to be a part of. And uh, I like uh, Alex as a person as well. I get along good with him. And, and we've been chatting good since he came abroad to nearly catch me and make me sign for Kings Lynn. So, uh, yeah, it makes it funnier for me as well to, to be here. Well, another rider also committing their future to their current club is Sheffield Tigers star and star of the Speedway Grand Prix, Jack Holder, returns to the Sheffield lineup for 2023. Announced in front of the crowd after their win over Ipswich last Monday. And Jack Holder has been having a chat with Ryan Guest. Well, Jack Holder, the uh, first Sheffield rider named on the team sheet for 2023. Uh, it's just been unveiled here at Alderson and a, a great reception as well. Yeah, mate, can't complain. Uh, they love me here, which is always good. Um, and, yeah, we've had a great season this year. We fell short, which is a bit unfortunate. And um, But, yeah, we'll make it up to everyone next year. 
Yeah, certainly. Well, uh, throughout uh, this season as well, once again in, in 2022, you, you really have shown your you liking for this Holderton circuit. Yeah, mate, it's awesome. Um, you know, everyone, the other riders, you know, sometimes don't really like it, which is always uh, always good for us boys. But, yeah, it's a good racetrack and, you know, as I said, good fans, good management, everyone else. So, um, yeah, I couldn't... Um, could, couldn't look anywhere else. Yeah, not only showing great commitment towards Sheffield as well by signing back up on board this early, but also to, to British Speedway as well, and that is something you still hold in high regard. Yeah, mate, it's been uh, it's been good. Um, you know, I had the obviously had the chance to to pick between uh, you know Sweden or here, and you know I picked here, and um, yeah, I can't see it being you know a massive disadvantage. Um, you know, some of the Grand Prix this year were pretty wet and rough and all that kind of stuff, and you know, look tonight it was quite wet and. Um, but yeah, you know, just bike time is everything. Um, you know, Sweden's obviously a bit harder competition, but um, you know, England a bit trickier tracks, and you know that can work in your favour sometimes. It certainly can, Jack. It's great to have you back, and we'll see you next season. Thank you. Yeah, team building starting to begin. Uh, riders having discussions with clubs, and you'll hear more news over the coming weeks and months, I'm sure. Always keep an eye on the official British Speedway uh, channels on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for uh, confirmed news as and when it is released from your favourite club, or indeed your least favourite club, whichever you fancy. And so that uh, pretty much rounds us up with where we're at. Let's say it's been a fairly quiet week on the Speedway front with uh, only a few meetings taking place. But but very, very much key meetings as well, with the Championship and the National Development League set to be decided over the course of this weekend. On Saturday night, Leicester versus the Pool Pirates. And, of course, Pool Pirates are holding an eight-point advantage. Can Leicester overcome that? Six o'clock the start time for that one at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena. Following that fixture will be the Leicester Cubs versus the Mildenhall Fen Tigers. And uh, Leicester have a 15-point lead on that one. It was uh, sound like absolute chaos against Mildenhall in the first leg of that because the two sides then raced having ridden the first leg of the uh, Development League Grand Final. They then had the Knockout Cup second leg at Mildenhall, which uh, Leicester claimed. So well done to the Leicester Lions winning the Knockout Cup in the National League. But that fixture didn't finish until pretty much midnight. So uh, this is what you can do when you've got no noise curfews around your uh, around your tracks. <laughs> Bizarre scene slightly there, but well done to Leicester Cubs. Already got some silverware, and they're going up against Mildenhall yet again. And uh, they have a 15-point lead over the Fen Tigers for the second leg of the National League. So uh, Leicester Lions versus the Pool Pirates then the Leicester Cubs versus the Mildenhall Fen Tigers and you can catch both of those fixtures if you can't be there in person of course being there in person is always the first thing but if you can't be there you need to watch from afar then both will be live streamed on BSN and then we've got uh, on Monday We've got, um, actually on Sunday, there is a meeting on Sunday, actually, the Kent Pairs Championship. Kent rounding off their National League season there. They've got all sorts planned at Kent. A full afternoon of Speedway there, if you can make it. And then on Monday at Leicester, it's the Premiership Pairs Round 6. And, of course, that tournament has yet to be decided. And uh, will it be the Ipswich Witches, who you'd probably argue are champions-elect, possibly, but the Bellevue Aces can stop them. Watch that one on Monday night at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena. 7.30 tapes up for that one. And then we've got um, the um, Premiership League Cup final still to go as well. 
and that uh, will be on Wednesday between Sheffield and Kings Lynn. Sheffield have a healthy lead over Kings Lynn in that one going into their home fixture, and uh, that will be 7.30 at Ollerton on Wednesday night. And that, in theory, should be the end of the British Speedway season with uh, just the news about uh, Leicester and Pool's Championship Jubilee League final, which is the only outstanding fixture uh, which has yet to be slotted in. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on that one, and we'll be back next week to round up all of that action, uh, hopefully with uh, news of the winners of the Premiership Pairs tournament and, of course, the uh, Championship um, final as well between uh, Leicester and Poole. And in the meantime, keep up to date with everything happening across British Speedway on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, britishspeedway.co.uk, the website to go to. And if you can get to any of those remaining meetings in person, we'll see you down there at the track. It'll be a long old winter before the Speedway season comes back, so enjoy these fixtures that are happening over the coming days. Some uh, big fixtures and some big titles yet to be decided. And we'll catch you next week on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.